When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's up, everybody? This is Julie with another episode of My Favorite Episode. Today, I have Joe from Fright School. Hi, Joe. Thanks for joining. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me. It's nice to talk about something that's not a horror film. Yeah, so fun fact about me and Joe, we both uh, don't like scary movies, shows, really anything. Even that like creepy music where you hear like that suspense that someone's coming, that probably scares us both. So um, yeah, but Joe, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your podcast before we um, get into the episode? Because I actually am very amused by what you do. It's amazing. Oh, sure. So Fright School is a podcast that I've been doing for a few years now with my friend uh, Joshua. And basically the concept of our show is that uh, about four years ago, uh, I was going to Joshua's house to watch American Horror Story. And he would say like, oh, isn't this cool how Ryan Murphy referenced this movie or that movie? And I'd be like, great. I have no (laughs) idea what you're talking about because I've like never seen any of the uh, any of the classic like horror films and Joshua just couldn't abide that so he created a uh, he created a list of movies that are like foundational and uh, in American horror and then from there that was our first season and so basically I watch a horror film that I've never seen before and uh, we talk about its cultural social significance and uh, sometimes there is some sometimes there's not but um yeah, and I have to say that I, you know, four years in, I'm pretty. Uh, I I like horror, but not, you know, not a not a full fan yet because I try to still distance myself. I mean, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I watch American Horror Story too because my fiance loves it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm covering my face ninety percent of the time. <laughs> See, I find that it's better to watch it when you have a group of people. And that's the only reason why I started going to those viewing parties anyway. Yeah. Is because I was not going to watch it by myself. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't watch any scary movie by myself. I told you I watched The Haunting on Hill House at 9 o'clock in the morning because I was scared to yeah. death and I needed sunlight. 
Yeah. Just like <laughs> bright daylight, you know, yeah, back exactly. to the door. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I think that that sounds like an awesome podcast. So everyone listening, please check it out. Um, I know I'm going to start checking it out. And Thank you. you should follow me because where you lead, I will follow. Foreshadow for today's episode. <laughs> So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Gilmore Girls Season 2, Episode 10, The Bracebridge Dinner. Yes. So. Very excited. I want to know a little bit about the show because I'm going to be honest. um, I've never full out watched Gilmore Girls. Um, Gilmore Girls was more for me like when I stayed homesick. It was always on ABC Family. Uh, yep. reruns mm-hmm. throughout the day so between that and like jerry springer <laughs> i was like that was my stay at home uh stay f- home from school sick day um but i really don't know much about the show like i know uh rory and lorelei obviously because they're the two main characters but i really don't know the gist of the show so can you start out by just like summarizing what the show's about basically of course so the gilmore girls is this warm blanket of a show um, basically, it's about uh, it's about two girl, uh, a woman named Lorelai Gilmore who comes from money. Her fa- her parents are very wealthy, patrician, um, like you know, old money Connecticut people. And when she was sixteen, she got pregnant, and uh, she never really quite fit into her parents' world, so she left and never came back. Um, had her daughter on her own, raised her daughter in a small town um, in Connecticut called Stars Hollow. And basically the show is about uh, her, um, well, it takes place 16 years later. So Rory, her daughter, um, whose the real name is Lorelai, actually. She named her after herself, uh, but they call her Rory. And uh, she, uh, basically the show starts with um, her in high school uh, trying to go to a uh, really fancy prep school that Lorelai has no money for. And then that's how she gets back into her parents' life because she borrows the money from her parents okay and so that's basically what happens uh for most of season one is just kind of re-navigating the um navigating the relationship uh of the between Lorelai's parents and her and how um now she's she had spent a lot of time trying to get away from that world and now she's back in it and you know Rory, who's exceptionally bright. That's the other thing about Rory is, Rory is that she's supposed to be really smart and deserves to go to deserves to go to Harvard, which is the whole reason why they're going to the fancy prep schools because it's her dream to go to an Ivy League. So, uh, but that's basically it. Is the the Gilmore Girls are both Lorelai and Rory, but it's also Emily um, and the relationship between uh, the three ladies and how that all works out. Emily's Lorelai's mom. Uh, Emily is Lorelai's mom, okay. played by the amazing Kelly Bishop, who won a Tony for her portrayal of, I forget the character, but she won a Tony for a chorus line. So okay. I'm just going to throw that out yeah, there. Fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. She was also in Saturday Night Fever <laughs> with uh, John Travolta. Okay. So she's like doing the damn thing. Exactly. So, you know, she she later went on to do Bunheads with uh, Sutton Foster, uh, Amy Sherman Palladino's um, Amy Sherman Palladino's show right after Gilmore Girls. Uh, and she played like a dance instructor, which is totally up her alley because she was a dancer. But can you imagine? I know a little bit too much about this show. So <laughs> it's okay. I'm just thinking about like 
being in a movie with Don Travolta in like that long ago and he was so hot like he's not now he is not right he right just, I pray that that does not happen to me with age <laughs> John Travolta was a heartthrob and now you see him now and it's just like oh. I know and now he's like you know Adele Dazeem doesn't know what Taylor Swift looks like and yeah. <laughs> he's a hot mess they need yes. to just let he, him retire he was hot before yeah now yeah, he's, now just now he's a hot mess he's just a mess so why is this your favorite episode um of the series sure so so on twitter like there was a post on twitter a couple like weeks ago and i copied it and i put it on my wall on facebook and it was from some tv writer and it was like you know name a perfect episode of television and the immediately the first thing i thought of was the bracebridge dinner um and it's for a couple reasons so one of the things that I love about Gilmore Girls is I love anything where it's like you see you see all of the character, all the periphery characters interact. So th- there's a lot of stuff with the town. I love towny stuff. I love anything where the town has like a crazy festival or is doing a pageant of some sort. Or they have like in season three, they do like a 50s themed dance marathon to raise money to build a bridge or something like that so any anything townie related i love because it's just so crazy and wackadoo and the idea of like living in a small town like that where everybody knows your business and all of that stuff is really great so townie stuff first of all the second thing is that this is one of the first episodes where all of the all of the like top build cast are in the same room interacting at the same event. So you have like, you know, Lorelai and Rory, but then you also get Michelle and Suki and uh, you have Mr. And Mrs. Gilmore. It, they're just all there because usually they're all in separate places. And so this is a fun way to like bring that all together. Luke is there. Jess is there. Uh, Paris even so this is a way for like them to have like a group scene together that's not like a town meeting or something and the thing about it too is that's like it's just it just reeks of the holidays like it's just it's as soon as the weather changes I start to like why I put this episode on because it's just one of those again warm blanket of a show and it's just so comforting and like fun and crazy so that's that's one of the that's the main reasons why I picked this particular episode of Gilmore Girls as a perfect one. Yeah, absolutely. I know it did put me in that like Christmas spirit because I personally love Christmas, um, and it's kind of like how you said you put it on like once that season starts approaching. I'm like that with the Christmica episode of the OC. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was another episode. So when when I was thinking about episodes to do for the show, I was like, well, it's either one of the Christmica episodes yes. for at the OC, um, a Frasier, an episode of Frasier, or it's the Gilmore Girls. Yes, well, so that means we're just going to have to have you again so we can discuss the Christmica episodes. Like, See, what's funny is that a lot of people, every like for December... Um, they like to do like movies like they have their holiday movies and see for me I like to watch special episodes of mm-hmm. television yep. so it's like it's it's always uh, all the Christmaca episodes plus um, like the Festivus episode of Seinfeld the Thanksgiving episodes for friends and then anything holiday related and yes. the other thing I like about this episode for the Bracebridge dinner is that 
it obviously takes place in the winter. It obviously takes place during the holidays, but there really is no specific mention of Christmas or any particular winter holiday. Right. So I feel like it can just go across for people. It's just like that general, yeah, just you like know, the like the holidays, but you don't know. It could have been in January. Exactly, exactly. And like, you know, and then you have the thing too, and I was thinking about this because I was like, oh, you and you probably haven't seen it. You probably haven't like watched the series. So, you know, there's, there's, you can sense the conflict in, in the other things that are happening Mm -hmm. between Rory and her father and Lorelai who have a, you know, a whole history into themselves. Right. Uh, Richard retiring. And there's some fun episodes where Richard's retired, um, you know, coming up later. Like, it's just you can get those little nuggets of conflict throughout too. Totally, totally. And I would just like to quick note, because I actually wrote this down, that Luke and Jess are so hot. <laughs> I love the actor <laughs> that plays Jess. Um, Milo, oh, yes. what's his last name? Milo Ventimiglia. Mi- yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I don't know if you watch This Is Us, but he plays Jack on This Is Us. Total hard. Well, prop. I mean, is it is it not like, you know, a mandatory for everyone who lives in like Pennsylvania to, to watch, watch this that. as us. I know. I, Although I have to be honest, um, I kind of <laughs> fell off. It, it's kind of like uh, I was definitely not as into it the the new seasons as I was when it first came out. But yeah, those two are total heartthrobs, and I'm I'm confused a little bit. And maybe you can explain: Are they father and son? No. So okay. So what happens is that season one we see season one we get into Jess's uh, or get into Rory's relationship with her first boyfriend Dean, and Dean is uh you know Dean is um the ideal like first boyfriend mother's dream. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't go to the same school as her. He goes to school in Stars Hollow. And there's conflict there because he's not of that like witch prep school, you know, world. But in season two, um, Luke's sister, who we don't see, uh, basically is this like kind of um, kind of screw up, uh, kind of like, you know, has like, you know, multiple marriages. But she has this kid who's kind of a hell on wheels and couldn't like couldn't take couldn't uh, take care of him so she does that fresh prince of bel-air thing but instead of sending him to bel-air she uh sends him to stars hollow to live with luke to try to get some boundaries because she's off doing god knows whatever so jess is now this like brooding outsider guy who um lives and works at the diner with luke um and so there he's uh luke's nephew okay okay yeah i was getting confused there because Uh, when him and Lorelai are in the sleigh together and they're like talking about like his mom his mom and I'm like maybe it was like a situation where like he didn't know about Jess and then all of a sudden like you know how they do that in shows and then all of a sudden your your kid just appears when he's like 18 years old I didn't know if it was like that kind of thing um so I like purposely wrote that down to be like can you please (laughs) confirm what they are because I'm really not sure so I'm not gonna spoil it too much but you want to hold on to the the like surprise bonus child thing with Luke because okay. it comes up much later in the series. Okay, okay. So just keep that in your mind. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, Melissa McCarthy being in this show. Um, I'm personally not a fan of Melissa McCarthy. I actually, <laughs> I That's actually fair. wrote down pre being in every not funny comedy, Melissa McCarthy, <laughs> but her character was annoying as shit is she is Sookie always like that 
Yeah, I don't know so, if I just feel that way because I don't like Melissa McCarthy. Like if she's really that like agitating in the show or if it's just me being biased because I don't like her as an actress. So, okay. So Suki in this show has like two of my favorite jokes in, in like two of my favorite jokes in the show and per- perhaps like in the series. So she has, um, she has, uh, the first one is, uh, I'm, I'm mad and I'm sad. I'm smad. Like that is great. And then she has, I got pumpkin hands. <laughs> um, so those two things love, but yes, she is supposed to be this kind of like, she's a genius. Like it's never questioned that she is this genius of a chef and somehow like she like works at this small country in, in, you know, nowhere, Connecticut, but she is also very like loopy and you know f- fun chef instead of chef whites she's wearing like all these really fun like chef uniform patterns mm-hmm. and but yeah she's exactly like that the entire series and she's just you know she's really fun and and the thing about it too is that like this is <laughs> this is an obvious like I don't know what happened. Maybe it was like after having a couple kids and, you know, age or whatever, but like her register of her voice is a lot higher during the Gilmore Girls reign (laughs) than like once post Gilmore Girls, when we get into like bridesmaids and the heat and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff where it's like, she has that lower octave. Yeah. So, and, and I feel like that for me is like, okay, like, Melissa McCarthy is completely separate from like Suki St. James. Right. Right. (laughs) They're two totally different people, but not really, but yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) Julie, what else did you like about this episode? Um, I mean, so I want to know also what you didn't like. (laughs) So I, I actually enjoyed watching it. I think, um, sometimes, and this kind of like the whole point of this podcast is sometimes it's hard for me to like fully enjoy something when I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm like, I don't like know like who this person is or like if they're a main character, like one of the things I wrote down is, is Paris like a main character or is she like only like pop up randomly throughout the series? Um, which we can get back to that. But I did, I really like Lorelai and I thought if I watched the show all the time she would easily be my favorite character and I really just like like the relationship that her and Rory have like they're just like super close like uh I almost said mom and dad (laughs) daughter and mom relationship and it just seems like they have like a very like open communication and they're more of like best friends than they are mother daughter and I like that yeah and it's and that really like plays out because the thing about Lorelai is that like she raised Rory like the way that she wanted to be raised mm-hmm. and um she with like you know as many with restrictions and boundaries but also at the same time like with a lot of freedom right and it it this is a good episode to like have as a one of the foundational episodes because as you go on later in the series that tent that the there's the central conflict that ends up happening is what happens when she has to play the mom card mm-hmm. over the best friend card because yeah. she's not it's not something that she's used to and it's not something that she likes doing but like and it's it's a point where like she knows that she knows better so right. how do you do that right um, right and, I'm and a... Paris is one of my favorite characters. Absolutely. So she's like kind of a main character. Yeah. So okay. Paris um, is like a main character. She basically at this point in high school at Chilton, she plays Rory's rival. Um, well, she has this imagined rivalry in her head because she was the best. Uh, she was the hot stuff, hot ticket. 
Um, and now um, Rory comes in and Rory, who like transferred from a different school, public school, is like lapping her. So it's one of those she feels threatened because of uh, because of it. And I, and so, you know, don't tell my sister this, <laughs> but I totally thought that my sister had, like, she was Rory. And then like one of her friends was Paris <laughs> in high school. And Amazing. I was like, well, you know, that she's Paris, you know, that you're Rory. And she's just like saying this mean things to you because she's afraid of you. Yeah. That happens more frequently than not. I feel like, like a lot of people like, and sometimes, I mean, I'm going to assume and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be wrong, but I'm going to assume they grow up to be close friends. So, yes, Rory and Paris end up do becoming really good friends. At, like, Paris is in it till the very end. So she is a regular character okay. all the way up until the very end. And... Um, you know that's kind of a spoiler for season three stuff but you know we won't go into it but Mm -hmm. um and the thing about it is too is that she they form it's that kind of closeness that comes with knowing someone for so long because they do go to college together and they're doing all these things together but like at the same time it's just you we all have that friend that like is uh is there for us no matter what but also kind of drives us crazy Mm -hmm. Yep. And like sometimes you need some distance from that person, but you also know that they're always there. So yeah, and they that's one of the like things. There's the best friend. Exactly. That you have. So exactly. So they're setting it up in the thing about these early seasons is that they set that up where it starts out as this rivalry. And then, you know, they go through a lot in high school that eventually gets them to be like these really close friends. Um, there's another great episode of this show that's called. Uh, girls in bikinis boys doing the twist it's in season four and it's uh, Rory and Paris at college but on spring break and the two of them are like these you know bookish bookish quote-unquote book smart girls who like never partied so now they've given themselves permission to party and what happens and it's it's great the strokes show up as a you know it was at the time i think it was the wb or the cw i don't know when they changed but you know they had like one tree hill it's like here's a band <laughs> like just here's like three minutes of a band playing yes. like that happens in that episode so oh my god amazing i yeah. love gilmore girls <laughs> yeah <laughs> this well, is all in so, me right? every time i do the horror podcast it's like i have you're like don't talk about rory gilmore and... girls don't talk about gilmore exactly lorelei we actually created like this really like three minute long ad where it's like kind of has the gilmore girls reference in it so um yeah. i will i have to show that to you later yes please do uh matt will probably kill me for this and uh, because i'm the queen of going off topic but i actually wrote this down and it's it has nothing to do with the episode but i'm just curious because you said you love like the townie um shows have you ever seen heart of dixie no because <laughs> that's like a that's like a townie show and that made, that's immediately what i thought of when you were saying so... that you love like the townie shows so here's the thing. It often gets recommended for me, obviously, because I watch Gilmore Girls. But the thing is, is that I don't really like Rachel Bilson. <laughs> oh, my God. I, what? I, I just know. took a sip of my water and I had to like, <laughs> I had to like swallow as fast as I could because I freaking love the- Rachel Bilson. Here's the thing about Rachel Bilson, right? She was perfect as Summer. Oh, God, um, I love her. Summer but, like, up. I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to, like, I often confuse her with Mila Kunis 
and and I prefer Mila Kunis over over Rachel Wilson. But like the thing about it is just like I mean she was great in um she was great in that uh um that like teleportation movie with Hayden uh Hayden Christensen. Um that, that, that ended Rachel up Wilson. being her husband, right? Um yes, yeah. actually. Yes, I think um they are they got married in real life. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not really here for her because like Summer was my least favorite character in um in the you OC. liked and Marissa over Summer. I like I like Caleb over Summer. <laughs> Are we in a fight now? Damn, all... I know. Get off my podcast and don't come back. No, I'm just Summer kidding. was just Summer was terrible. Summer was awful to Seth, and she only liked him when like. Th- never mind. I'm not gonna get into it. Because, no, this is what one, I do. I'm... I get people off topic. It's so bad, but. <laughs> But I tell you what, Summer, like, again, I'm not really here for Rachel Wilson, and maybe it's because I don't like Summer. Um, but again, like, if we're going to pick actresses that kind of between, like, between her and Mila Kunis, I'm all about Mila Kunis. Heck yeah. So. Love Mila Kunis. I just pretend that Mila Kunis, I just put her in the place of anything that Rachel Wilson's in. Okay. But, you know. So when there you, you do watch Heart of Dis- Dixie, you're going to be like, oh, my God, Mila Kunis is so good in the show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess I won't be too mad at you because I did just shit on Melissa McCarthy. And then you like basically said she was one of your favorite characters in the show. So well, Suki, Suki is one of my favorite characters. But again, like Suki is different from like Melissa. And when they did, um, Mel. you know, Mel, <laughs> exactly. You know, Mel, um, Mel M, you know, um, uh, the thing I like about the show is that they worked in her pregnancy into um, into the plot of of the show, Spoiler. which was great, uh, great for her. Um, but when they were doing the the reboot, um, uh, Gilmore Girls: colon, A Year in the Life on Netflix, um, they she like wasn't going to come back and then they tried to get her to come back and they only have so like Suki comes in for like literally 10 minutes at the last episode and she's supposed to be like Lorelai's best friend and that was kind of one of the sour things for me in the reboot um, because they're so close in the show and she has all the screen time Um, but I think with Suki you can really see her like chops as a as a as a comedic improviser because she was a groundling and you just like see how fun she is but like two completely separate things like all of melissa mccarthy's career post uh gilmore girls is like us a completely separate book from gilmore girls itself so the reboot happened right the reboot did happen yeah it it was on netflix it's on Netflix, so it's four 90-minute episodes that take place around the seasons. Okay. So there's winter, spring, summer, fall. Okay. Um, and I think it starts, I think it goes um, fall, winter, summer, spring, um, or maybe, you know, the reverse. I'm not, oh, I think it's winter, spring, summer, fall, um, just like the Carol King song. Just and, like um, the seasons. <laughs> exactly. Just like the seasons. Um <laughs> And yes, and um, basically, I love that you thought uh, of the song. Like, I know. Well, no, that's the thing is that because it's a Carol King song, I was like, oh, like winter, spring, summer, fall. Uh, I mean, Amy Sherman Palladino is a genius, right? Uh, 
<laughs> and so yeah, so she so they're ninety minute episodes, and I legit like midnight when they were released. It was like it was released in like November of twenty sixteen. You like called I, out of work. I. I well, I was on because it was over Thanksgiving, so oh. I was already off, and oh I was God. like, it was midnight, and I watched the first episode, and then I like fell asleep, and then three hours later woke back up and knocked that whole thing out. You're amazing. I just want you to know that. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. well, because so, so what kind of also like fueled the Gilmore Girls reboot is that there was a couple things. So. Uh, what food the Gilmore Girls reboot was um, at the ATX uh, television festival in um, Austin, Texas, they uh, had a cast, uh, they had a full cast um, reunion at the festival. And that was, they had everybody there except for um, uh, Richard Herman, who played uh, Richard Gilmore. He had passed away. He had actually passed away uh, like shortly before they were supposed to be getting together. So um, and he was always one who really wanted them to do something again. He wanted them to do the reboot again. Oh, so, that's really sad. Right? I know. Um, and they deal with his death in um, in the show, which is really great because it deserves that kind of moment. Um, so that happened. And then so when that happened, also at the same time, there was a... Um, there was a podcast that came out called the Gilmore guys, which is two guys, Kevin Porter and Demi Adijuibe, who um, basically did the same concept as fright school only with Gilmore girls. Like one guy watched them live and like, was one of those people who like went on like message boards to like talk about the different, the different episodes. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy had no idea what was going on <laughs> with, with any of that. So the popularity of that podcast blew up so much they got people on the show on the cast to come on and talk it blew up so much that it was one of the driving forces for them to even like get any buzz to do a reboot hmm. okay so but power of podcasting you are the king <laughs> of gilmore girls <laughs> you know I'm, everything I, I was just like I, and and here's the thing i was like you know what i i was like i feel like i should have more notes but i also feel like there's just a lot of that in my head already. Yeah. yeah. So. No, I actually, I'm going to be honest. I didn't have that many notes when I was watching it. Um, but I kind of figured that this was one of those shows where like, you really don't need a lot of notes because it's just, it's such a, like a big series. I think every season has like over 20 episodes, if I saw that correctly. So yep. there's just mm -hmm. like so much that you can talk about and like lead into other stuff that happens in the series where like one episode, you're not going to have like a page, at least like for me, I didn't have like a page full of notes. Um, but I don't know if you were um, ignoring me in the sense of like, shut the fuck up, don't embarrass me. But I did ask you if you cried the episode where they acknowledge that Richard was dead in real life. Mm -hmm. Did you cry? Oh, uh, yes. You oh, cried. no. Uh, I mean, see, I'm a crier. Like, I, see, I'm not a crier. I, I get emotional and I like I but it takes a lot for me to cry. Like I can count in the last 10 years. I can count on one hand the times I've actually like sobbed tears from um, and general or from a in show? general oh, um God. i know i'm pretty I, I like to say i'm just like cold and dead inside oh, um and i need things like gilmore girls to like remind me that i'm human and can feel yeah. things um <laughs> it's not the horror films i promise it's just how i am yeah. and maybe that's why i'm like loving horror but no i didn't cry oh my um, gosh. it's very when you do because you are going to be a gilmore girls fan <laughs> after this um i believe when, it when you do get to it and 
first of all, you live in an area where you actually have like all the seasons. So it's very interesting when you're like a Southern California kid and you're not and you don't get all the seasons that the moment it's like overcast and kind of breezy in the middle of January, you feel like, ah, I'm going to have soup and I'm going to have Gilmore Girls and (laughs) get my seasons. One leaf fell to the ground. So it was one of the times that you sobbed um, when you found out that you didn't have access to all the seasons. Um, that, that that was <laughs> yes, that uh, was one of I, the times. Tell the truth. I legit. So so here's the thing. So my sister actually, uh, my younger sister, she uh, was the original kind of Gilmore Girls fan. Okay. Like I didn't get the show. It wasn't until it got on Netflix that I was like, oh, like. I can now have access to everything. I can binge it all. It was weird because, like, in fact, I actually bought her um, the boxed, the deluxe box set uh, of Gilmore Girls for Christmas one year. And this was like the deluxe box set that came that looked like a dollhouse that had like a booklet in it that was like a like 60 page booklet of all of the um, pop culture yeah. references that are made in every episode. <laughs> Oh my god. That's I know. It's hard to find now. It's like it's so expensive now, but a I lot remember of buying series that for her. are. Like I yeah. and I own this like, complete series of such weird shows. Like I have the complete series of the OC um on uh, DVD so do I. and I don't even have a DVD player. And <laughs> I have the full seasons of Laguna Beach. The real OC? Yes. Yes, the the real OC. And you have uh, do you have the trifecta? Gossip, do you have Girl. season 1? Oh, of course. <laughs> like the of course. And then Do you have, have the trifecta of uh, the OC-related shows from that era where it's season one of the Real Housewives of the OC? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's fine because it's trash, so you don't yeah. need to have it. Um, but I do in the episode. So the so I have Laguna Beach, the series, on DVD. And mm-hmm. it always makes me laugh. Like, so, Did you watch Laguna Beach or am I just like an asshole? No, I did not watch oh, Laguna Beach. Okay. Um, I was also like, every time it was on, like on TV randomly, if I was with someone, I would watch it because, you know, at the time when I was, when that, at the time when that show came out, I was not out. So I was just like, <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah. No, this, oh, this it's show's like, not even that good. Who was the, who was the guy with the beard that golfed in the glass? <laughs> Are you asking uh, me? Yes, he <laughs> was Jason? like a guy. I think it was Jason. Yeah. I was like, oh, Jason's very pretty. Yeah. Like, look, he's at a, he's wearing like tennis shoes at a golf course, yeah. and you know. You're like, oh, this show sucks, and then you get in your car and you're like, let the rain fall yeah. down. <laughs> exactly. It's like, cause I wanna. Feel- oh, don't, don't even get me started. See, these are things I cannot do on my show. <laughs> that like. I was like, I jumping at the chance to do anything but horror these days. I know. Um, I bet. I bet. Um, um, so let me ask you this. Sure. Were there things that you didn't like about the episode or you found strange? No. I mean, I was a little confused. Um, of So does Lorelai own that like hotel place that they had the dinner overnight? Like, what does Lorelai do for a living? Sure. So... Um, we find out in season one that when she moved to Stars Hollow uh, with a newborn baby, that the owner of that inn, so that's the Independence Inn, so the owner of that inn uh, took pity on her and let her live in like the horse shed or whatever, <laughs> like this, like you know, so nice shed in the back of the um, in the back of the like inn, and she worked there as a maid. 
and then basically she worked her way up from being the maid to being basically the general manager okay so so she doesn't own it but she's like pretty high up and exactly so she's pretty high up she like is basically the boss and mia who owns the inn who is a character that comes like you know is very she's actually played by two different actresses which is you know in the course of the series which kind of bugged me but um i know i hate that uh, they just act like you're not gonna notice exactly like Like, especially like exactly i'm just like of course we notice um especially when it's kristen scott thomas in season seven six and anyway long story (laughs) short um so yeah she's a general manager she does eventually open her own in later in the series and that's a whole thing that's that's actually my favorite season of gilmore girls is season four when rory goes to college and she's opening up the inn um because it's it's the most growth that you see of the two the two ladies um but yeah so there's this uh they she opens up her own in later but in this particular instance she's just doing um she's just the general manager of the independence inn got it that party Um, looked fun like i kind of had like fomo watching like i was like oh i wish someone would do that here now i know like it's television right so suspension of disbelief but do you how much do you think it a cost and b like, do you think the Bracebridge group got really upset <laughs> that Well, and that's someone... the thing that killed me. The one part, like, they're like, um, like, they're the snowstorm. They can't come. And they're like, yeah, but I mean, like, they already paid, so it's fine. And it's just like, <laughs> so we don't refund them. We're just like, we're going to have the party instead uh, with our friends. Thank you for covering the headcount. Exactly. And <laughs> and so, like, okay, so, so my like, day I job. So, like, I would be pissed. I would be pissed. <laughs> Right, right. You're just eating all this fancy food and it's like all of your townie friends. Yep. Um, my my day job is I'm an event planner, right? So I plan events. And I can tell you right now that if there is a clause in a contract that if there's an act of God that prevents us from getting from the event happening, that you either A, get a portion or all of the money back. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so in this situation, it's like, how could you not when you have like, how could you not have that when you live in a place where like weather is definitely a factor in travel? I know. Um, well, I, and, and you know, in today's yeah. times, like if Laurel, if this was, if this was real, I would be a thousand percent charging Lorelai Gilmore's ass on Venmo for my money back for the plate that I paid for, you know? Exactly. And especially cause like they bought out the inn, which like I also work, I used to work at a hotel. So it's like that in and of itself, you probably couldn't get back. Like, all of the stuff for the hotel those were rooms that they held for you that you couldn't sell back so mm-hmm. you know you probably lost your room revenue your your room payment but like for the food and stuff like you know i mean i guess you i guess that's also a loss too but like it's not their fault like yeah. it was they were snowed in not their fault i i probably would have been like um you know maybe we shouldn't i would have been hey everybody don't post about this yeah. we're just gonna do this yeah, we're just gonna don't tell the canceled. owner Shh. yeah exactly and then everyone gets a free sleigh, sleigh ride too <laughs> exactly and a free sleigh ride and i was just like uh okay all right so, um, so that, that yeah it, that was one of the things that bothered me about this is like uh this is a lot of money yeah, i can't believe this no is very unrealistic i understand it's a tv show but um I'm exactly <laughs> so um it's about time for me to get off topic. So quick question about you working at a hotel. Did yeah. you work at the hotel during American Horror Season Hotel? Um, I did not. I don't think I did. Wait. 
was that what what year did that come out um i want to say let me think it was probably 2017 oh yeah i was already gone so okay. i was not at a hotel because that that season's a little creepy right but I did work. The hotel I worked at was a haunted hotel, oh, which so you which I was glad I didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know. But was it the, the hotel that was in California that it's based off of? Um, not the Hotel California. No, no it it's wasn't not, the hotel. No, no, no. Not it's not. I forget what it's called. But not um. It's it's not the hotel that it's based on. Oh, the one oh where the girl God. went missing or whatever. Yeah, um, what my hotel that? is. Um, have you ever seen the movie Some Like It Hot? No. Um, Matt, it's with Marilyn producer Monroe. Matt did though because he's nodding over across from me so awesome so that's the hotel I worked at so the hotel they stay in is with Marilyn Monroe and Jack Lemmon and oh, that's um, cool and Tony Curtis that's the hotel it's like over a hundred and like 30 years old um, but I used to work there for like four years nice. um, and it's a haunted hotel so like people would always come in trying to like do ghost hunter stuff oh, and so did glad I did not work at hotel ever happened to- wait so you didn't work in it you worked for it um, I worked. I was a. I was a concierge and a front desk manager. So I actually worked in the old building, um, and I actually have been in the haunted room many times. And stayed oh, it's just on its one floor. room. Yeah. Well, okay. it's you know it's one room, and yeah. yeah, it's always booked because everyone wants to stay and have an experience with a ghost. And do they really have experiences? Some people think they do. Um, <laughs> And that's and that's the nicest way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, what what we never really told the guests was that a lot of the st- the strange haunty kind of stuff, all of that stuff happened like where um where her body was found because like the ghost killed herself, mm. and where her body was found is where the spa is, and the spa is like underground. So, like people who would open the spa in the morning would get like really uh would say that like, like sometimes they would see shit. people. Yeah exactly they would like there's like you know housekeeping ladies that won't go into certain places because they're just scared of the ghost coming and yeah they're just scared of spirits Mm. yeah i would not be doing that shit leave the spirits where they belong um Um, another oh sorry go ahead no no go for it go for it i was gonna say another quick note um that i probably should have brought up in the beginning when i had that really really not corny funny pun about where you lead i will follow that was funny wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) um that song is amazing i mean do you want to like absolutely because it's it's so good and the i i could say Oh yeah, what's funny is that whatever you think, um, whatever you think works best. Uh, <laughs> you did just crush Hillary Duff five minutes ago, so. Oh, I know. As yeah, <laughs> Hillary's in my in my range in my repertoire. Um, so with that song, right? So like when I actually heard the full song many years later, um, off of the Tapestry album by Carol King, I was like, oh, she's talking about a lover, <laughs> but like. Oh. I, I was like, I just thought it was so interesting because she, in the way that they did it for the show. It's like daughter, that, mother. Exactly. And yeah. that's her actual daughter, um, Louise Goffin, who um, is her daughter with Jerry Goffin. Um, that's her singing. It's Carol King and Louise singing um, oh. together. So it's mother and daughter as well. Huh. Um, and And fun fact, Carol King is a character in the town later in the series. She plays a person who opens up a music store and she's uh, kind of a, a grumpy character. Yeah. Yeah. I love when they throw, when they throw like uh, 
producers and stuff and and movies or shows and it's just like hey we know you oh yeah if you like the the paladinos uh amy sherman paladino and daniel paladino they love like the music and it's just kind of woven in there so there's this episode where in the season finale of one of the seasons there's like the town gets overrun by like buskers (laughs) and and like troubadours so it's so there's like all these people who come in and they're all like famous musicians just like you know singing a guitar or playing on a keyboard these random songs um i think like the lead singer of sonic youth is there and like it's just it's really fun for you know people who know those kinds of bands yeah definitely Um, definitely. i it's not hillary duff so (laughs) i i don't know who those people are yeah i mean if it's not hillary does it really matter not really Love her. Anyways, um, who is your favorite character of the show? Oh. <laughs> um, and if you say Sookie, I'm going to snap. <laughs> it's not It's not There's really Suki. Suki. What is her name? Is it Suki? I say, well, they always say Suki. 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 And then, you know, I watched all of True Blood. Yeah, so yep, it's that's why hard. I'm saying Suki, too. Yeah, it's hard to not say Suki. And like, you know. Beal. Um, sorry. I have to, <laughs> anytime you say Suki, you have to say Beal. Um, so if I had to say my favorite character overall, I would probably, of the characters, let's put it this way, of the characters that have been seen, I think my favorite character um, is, I love the Gilmores. Like, I love everything with them because they're just they're just so set in their ways and they just have more money than God and they they just have like you can't they can't get out of their mind this daughter that they raised mm-hmm. who is Who's so like, different than them who is so different from them and they are just so unyielding and of, of like they just you know they can't fathom it and i love emily i think emily is my favorite overall just because she has a lot of really funny moments and a lot of a lot of the really emotional like tender moments of the series come from emily and lorelei and emily and richard um so like i think emily just overall as a character um paris is a close second just because she's also just nuts bananas insane um and and which is funny because like you would i would expect people would expect me to say like either lorelei or rory but you know i think with i think when it comes to the show itself if i think about the things that i like connect with and um connect with and really uh, really um, love and are hilarious to me. It's all the stuff with the Gilmores. So Emily and Richard, probably my my favorites. Yeah, I felt like it was pretty generic for me to say Lorelai was my favorite because like you said, I'm sure everyone either picks one or the other. Um, but I just loved her from like from this episode. She has she seems like she's so corny and I'm super corny. So I think that's why I liked her so much. Um, like the scene where they're on the sleigh and and um, it's her and Luke and Luke's like the horses are beautiful and she's like yeah like they have great butts don't they like the view that we have right now they just they have great butts and he's just like the whole time he's just like just stop stop you know that's what I didn't mean like stop and she just like kept like picking at it so I felt like I could uh, relate to her in that in that annoying aspect because I would do how do you like feel that. how do you feel about Lorelai and Luke I'm gonna assume at some point they date 
some point, yes. Yeah. Um, they are destined for each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he like so in handsome. that moment, how do you feel? Oh, you. So okay, okay. Um, you don't think? I think he's handsome. Well, I mean, well, I'm I'm all about Milo. Um, <laughs> I'm all about know. I'm all about Heart Jess. Rob. Can you tell me? Don't tell me who, but can you tell me if? Um. Does Rory get married at the end of the show? Like, is no. she married? No, she's not married. Is she dating no. anyone at the end of the show? No. Oh, okay. So at the very end of the show? Yeah, like she doesn't end up with Dean or Jess. She probably has a new no. love interest at some point. No. Okay, that's really disappointing. <laughs> I was really rooting um, for Jess. <laughs> <laughs> well, just tell me like you Jess have dies to watch or something. It. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you have to let's just put it this way um rory is rory is destined to be a lot like her mother mm-hmm. in various ways let's she put it gets that way. pregnant and becomes a maid is that the ending <laughs> exactly um uh, when it comes to relationships specifically because yeah. like you know rory well if this is not a spoiler but like lorelei her like you know mythical almost love is christopher rory's father um they were high school kids you know but when they had him when they had her but so in a similar way that's what jess kind of becomes okay okay Um, and also like jess is the thing about jess is that he is the only person in the town that he really talks to outside of luke is rory and he is brilliant and has all of this it's one of those things where it's like you have all this potential you just are like for whatever reason have this chip on your shoulder and think you're above everybody right which is the frustrating thing about jess but it's where you see that tenderness and where like and those those that tenderness that he has with rory um in later episodes that also is kind of the tenderness that um uh jack has with mandy moore (laughs) in um this is uh, us. In uh, yeah, in this is us. Yeah. Oh God, he just got better with age. Yes, he did. Yeah. He got hotter oh. and like yes. Even him with that like '90s like porn or not '90s. What am I talking about? What would it be like '70s porn stash? Mm-hmm. '70s hot. '80s. Yeah, still would do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I was like, ah, yes, dad. Yes, yeah. dad. <laughs> <laughs> no god so i'm sure no hot. one's ever said that on a podcast that matt has produced is yeah. yes i know dad. matt is extremely uncomfortable right maybe disneyos he's getting squirmy <laughs> in his chair he's getting so squirmy it's hilarious to watch honestly um so i that's that's about it for what i have is there anything additional that you want to talk about um i know you said you don't so... really have many notes <laughs> Um, well, for I will mention that there is an actual Bracebridge dinner that you can pay money to go attend at Yellowstone National Park. Uh, yeah, um, I I looked into it once. I was like, this would be amazing. So there's a. So you, I think it's Yellowstone. Um, are you gonna do it, or have you done it? No, I've not done it, and I just, you know, I don't, I don't know because it's like it's very expensive. Yeah, but, just like all um, good things. And some people like what they like to do is that for their like friendsgivings, they'll have like their own kind of Bracebridge dinner type things. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I once... actually never had a friendsgiving. I'm really like, I really would like to have one. 
So now that I'm just there. like a big Gilmore Girls fan from this episode. Exactly. I'm going to have one this year. You get just invite all your crazy friends from the town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, let me ask you this, right? So if, um, if you were to do like a Bracebridge dinner type thing with your friends, mm-hmm. what, like, it wouldn't have to be the same time period, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, Washington Irving, you know, or whatever, what Suki says, but what do you think the theme would be? Mm, good question. Let me think for a second. Okay. <sighs> Because I've often thought about this myself, and I don't think I would do the same way that they did. No, but I would, I would do s- some sort of theme, like maybe costume party, Friendsgiving, you know. Yeah. Oh, costume party would be good. I'm trying to think of like what would be fun for like people to like dress up as. But and then what eat hasn't food from been that time over? Period. Yeah, but what has and hasn't been like overdone? Hmm. I'm kind of I'm kind of envisioning um like the last supper. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Is I'm that seeing. the title of this episode, the last yeah, supper? Um, yes. No, that's what I'm envisioning like, you know, speaker, like you know how they had like the the uh main the, guy. like central figure. Yeah, would be Jesus and It's like it's like <laughs> I've you know, I've fed all of you, and now one of you is about to betray me. I mean, you know that painting. When you look at that painting, you're like, oh, my God, I would yeah. love to eat that food. <laughs> at yeah, least exactly. I have that mindset. It's like so, yeah, bread I, and yeah. bread and oysters and fish. Come exactly, on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Bread and bread and wine, just like every yes, Sunday at church. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think that's my answer. <laughs> so no it's copying. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's yours? Uh, mine would probably be, um, see, I, I, I automatically go to like 1960s, like Mad Men, just because I think it would be fun to have like a, a cocktail party that like Emily and Richard would, would like, like what would their kind of formal dinner be? Um, so that's kind of immediately where I go is to have that kind of, you know, have like, classic cocktails and make like insane 60s recipes yeah yeah i could be Um, down for that will you invite me yes absolutely i've never been to california so i'll just use that as a reason to go well come on down yeah come on down uh i always i always i need to be careful because i always i know that joshua has an extra bedroom and i always say you could stay in joshua's bedroom (laughs) um i don't live with him and (laughs) But you yeah, know, he's like, can you please stop saying it's that? there? Exactly. Can you please stop telling random people that they can stay with me? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sure. Yeah. But I'm gonna bring it up again, so you yeah, can exactly. stay with Joshua. <laughs> and he will not listen to this. Like, trust me, he will not listen. Well, what you this should is do is just like take pictures of his his spare bedroom and then make it an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there enough that I could probably manage that. You would never um, know unless he listens to this podcast. Lesson learned. Exactly. You better listen. Uh, you know. But yes, yeah, so uh, it Joshua's never going to listen to this. Yeah. So this will be our side hustle, okay? Yes, yes. Check it out. Airbnb app, probably in the next yes. month. We'll give you time to take exactly. some good we'll pictures. Give you time. So, yeah. But it looks like I'll be crashing with Joshua. <laughs> um. 
I think that about wraps it up for today. Thank you so much, Joe, for coming on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. And um, everyone, I am. Go ahead. Oh, and I'm happy to talk about anything that's not horror, that's warm and fuzzy, and uh, I'd love to come back if you'll have yes. me. Yes. Oh, Joe, you will be back. You will be back. And for everyone listening, again, reminder to check out Joe's podcast, Fright School. I mean, come on. Don't you love this guy already? How can you not? Polar opposite. I mean, fuck Joshua. Because Joshua won't listen to my podcast. (laughs) But (laughs) it's all about Joe. And that's all that matters. So thanks. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.